That's part of the gift. Yeah. That's part of the gift. You don't have to think because a brain in trauma does not concentrate, does not mm-hmm. think clearly yes. at all. And making those small decisions suddenly are really hard. They're big. Yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths Podcast. I am Carrie, hanging out with Susan today. Hello. And we are continuing to talk about how you deal with life when trauma comes out of the blue and you're suddenly in the midst of transition. Um, The last few episodes, we've been talking about this. And if you haven't heard, Susan's mom is in the hospital. She had an accident almost a month ago now, Mm -hmm. a little over a month ago now. Mm -hmm. And um, Susan's family has just been walking through this with her. And so we've been talking about what does it look like? to walk through a transition like this? What are some practical things that we can do to kind of make it through that on our own? And I'm excited today because every time I talk to you, one of the things that you say is that your community has loved you so well through this crisis. Oh, man. Words cannot even describe it. Thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Thankful, thankful, thankful. My heart, I hope I don't cry this episode, but I'm not promising I won't. That's okay if you do. Okay. Tears are welcome here always, right? Okay. Yes. Thankfulness. Yes. Yeah. And the truth is, I think all of us want to be really good friends mm-hmm. when somebody we love is walking through a crisis. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm so bad at it sometimes. Mm. And I'm just sitting there going, I want to help, but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so we thought this would be an excellent time since this is really fresh for you. Mm -hmm. And your community really has shown up for you Mm -hmm. in some really tangible ways Mm -hmm. to talk about what are some things that people have done that have surprised you with wow, that was actually helpful. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can all learn from this so that when we're walking with somebody, Mm-hmm. We can kind of have like this back in the back of our minds and be like, oh, I can do that too. Oh, oh, that is so awesome because, you know, I've learned from it too, mm-hmm. Carrie. You know, I, I've taken mental notes. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I've been so bad at this in the past. <laughs> or I've done that. Yeah. Or I haven't done that. Or whatever. God, thank you. I've thanked him so many times for the gift of friendships yeah. and the gift of community. And how many people have just prayed for for our whole family, mm. not just mother, but for us and for me and for Steve and the, for the family. And it's just it's just been beautiful. But I would say what has stood out to me as lesson number one. Okay. Although I'm going to make a blanket statement, everything, every text, every call, every email, every reach out has purity of heart. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to say that as a blanket statement, but you asked the question, Uh wasn't the question, what have we learned? Yeah. What have you learned about how to walk through hard things with people with the best that we could do for others. Yes. So that's for the listeners. Don't ask, just do. Hmm. That would be the title of the book. Okay. Don't ask, just do. Yes. Because I think that's what's blessed me the most 
And that's what I have learned yeah. to take away. Like I'll open up a card mm-hmm. and there'll be a gift card in there. Mm. And it doesn't have to be much, yeah. but there'll be a gift card to Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. There'll be a gift card to Sonic, to Onyx Coffee, yeah. to whatever. So there's no asking. There's what not you the, like? what's your favorite what, restaurant? Uh, there's no, yeah. there's, there's no asking. Yeah. That's the key. There have literally been, my mother was a professor at Washtenaw Baptist University mm-hmm. for 34 years. So there's the Washtenaw community, uh, which are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. My mother, you know, has so many friends at Primrose, her community that she lived Mm -hmm. in. And, you know, she'd been here for more than 20 years. And then my friends have just been amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing. Our sets of friends, and we've been here for 34 years. And Mother's just got so many lifelong friends of hers. All that to say, for the first 22 days Mm -hmm. that we were just day in and day out by her side in the ICU, I did not post anything. So I was trying to keep up by just through text and calls. And it was my brain Mm -hmm. could hardly keep up. Mm. And so I'm building up this comment about don't ask, just do, because I would say the vast majority would say, what can I do? Yeah. And after a point that I knew it came from purity of heart, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't answer the question. Mm. I was completely numb. Yes. I was devastated. Yeah. I was in trauma. And you probably have profound decision fatigue because you're having to make medical decisions for your mom. I was so spent. Yeah. I was completely zoned out, trying to keep up with the text, Mm -hmm. thanking them for their prayers. But I had no idea what to tell people except to pray, which that is what they were doing. But they were wanting because they love my mother so much. Yes. They were wanting to actually do something. And I understand that Mm -hmm. because if you were in ICU. Yeah. I want to do something. Exactly. Joe, tell me what to do. Exactly. Yes. And And I think I like, I am so grateful that you're saying this out loud because my go-to when somebody's in crisis is what do you need? That's right. You know, that's just my natural. Those are the words that come out of my mouth. What do you need? How can I help you? I know. And what I'm hearing you say is that question is just one of a million questions that you're trying to figure out. And how on earth could you have the mental capacity to say, I need somebody to go get food and bring it to the hospital for like, you can't even think I didn't, I didn't have, yeah, I I had no idea. And somebody, somebody even offered to go to the grocery store. I didn't have the capacity to make a list. I I, I had no idea. It's hard to make a grocery list on a good day, much less when you've been in the hospital day in, day out. I had no idea. And it was the kindest gesture mm-hmm. I had received in a long time. Yeah. And I didn't have the capacity. I mean, your brain, I, I just don't even know how to even put it into words, mm-hmm. but I do understand it mm-hmm. now. Like I've never, never before understood yeah. it. And so what was it like for you when people didn't ask, they just did something. Oh they just gave a gift card or it showed was, up with a meal. It was just like, I cried. Mm. The first one I opened, I literally started crying. And I was like, thank you. 
Thank you. No decision yeah. was made. And because this was our life for 22 days, mm. we were at the hospital till eight at, at eight at night. Mm-hmm. We get in our car, we drive through, we go home. And we sat on the sofa, mm-hmm. never at the table. I don't know why. I can't tell you. Right. We were so exhausted, I think. Yeah. And we would turn on the TV and we ate. Now, yeah. that that's not healthy. I know. Yeah. I'm just telling you the way it was. Because we'd be eating at 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I'd open up that gift card. There's supper. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it was to. Right. It could be. Because at that point, just, just not having to make a decision oh, was more important than Whatever anything. that gift card was, <laughs> that was our decision. Yes. And it it was just wonderful. Hmm. And then as word got out, there was this precious group from Washita. Mm-hmm. They loved my mother so much. Yeah. And she had this group called the Washitones. Uh-huh. I was I was in the group yes. when it was my time at Washita. But these women just loved my mother. Hmm. They wanted to minister to me uh-huh. by ministering to her. And they started a Susan fund. Hmm. And it just appeared. Like the first gift card and then an e-gift card. And they heard that we were keeping Adeline and Whit for a week yes. while Chad and Ashley were gone. And they got gift cards. They talked to Kelly to find out the kids' favorite places. Yeah. And the kids love Honey and Doc to take them to Chipotle. Uh-huh. So we got a gift card to Chipotle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this was going on. Yeah. They just blessed us. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And all my friends just brought over dinner. I've got a friend bringing tonight from our favorite restaurant. And she kept the grandkids when mother had her last surgery. That was Mm. devastating to us. This last news that we got was just devastating. And we need the time to grieve over the news. And she just took the kids. And these are blessings. They're really practical things that... Like sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, well, of course you needed meals. Of course Mm -hmm. you needed somebody to help take care of the kids Mm -hmm. and to just step in and do it without Mm -hmm. asking. Yes. Seems to be such a relief to you. Oh, yes. And listen, these texts, the simplest of texts Mm -hmm. are just amazing. Yeah. Like, I love you Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. Some people are texting me their prayers. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have wept right over these prayers. Mm. What a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's tender and it's sweet and it's honest. And I would and think it would make you feel less alone. Yes. That I'm you're not, not the this. only one. That oh. there's a whole community surrounding you guys in this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's so they're meeting me where I am. Exactly. That's the way that makes me feel. Right. They're meeting me in my moment. Right. They're not asking you for anything. They're just showing up where you're at. That's exactly right. Now, here's the thing. I know I can call on any of them Hmm. when I am in a place Mm -hmm. where I can have two thoughts together. I, I know that I can. I think that brings up a really good point because... We have different levels of relationship with different people. Yeah, I agree. Right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I'm loving to hear from you is there's this whole entire community at Washita that loves you and your mom. But it's while there's a lot of love there, it's not a deeply intimate, personal, relational thing because it's a large group of people. Mm -hmm. And so they're funding these gift cards and they're making sure you guys are fed. 
Now there's also this relationship you have with your best friend Mm -hmm. and with Kelly and with your family who they're literally showing up at your front door going, I'm at your house. I brought you food. Let me in. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think part of this, like walking with someone who's going through a hard time is what is my relationship with that person? What is our comfort level already? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to show up at a girl that I go to Sunday school with that I've never been to her house before. I'm not going to show up at her house and be like, I'm here to clean your bathrooms. Mm -hmm. We don't have that relationship established already. Now, my best friend, Jennifer, I would show up at her house and be like, I'm here to clean your bathrooms because we already have that relationship established. And I've seen that kind of play out with you as well. Oh, absolutely. It's been a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because I know everyone is very sincere. And I know from that it comes, again, I'm going to say from purity of heart, I hope no one's been offended that I've not told them yeah. what they can do. Yeah. Because I think I've told everyone they can pray because I want to tell you something. Right. It's yeah. the most important thing they can mm-hmm. do. They have carried mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. They have carried mother. Yeah. They have carried, you know, the prayers, the yeah. continued prayers have been what I've said mostly, mm-hmm. because that's what matters the most. Absolutely. Is continued prayers. Yeah. So something that you said earlier that has made me start thinking that this is really a cool idea is you said that people who didn't really know you all that well, but still wanted to help reached out to Kelly and not to you. Yes. Right? Yes. And when you said that, I was like, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, when we have somebody that we want to help to not necessarily reach out to them and say, what do you need? Right. But who's the best friend? Yes. Who's the sister? Who's the person that's really, really close to them that knows... I know all of Susan's favorite restaurants. Yes. I know what, you know, she buys at Walmart yes. when she goes. And to call that person. Yes. What a gift that is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes the burden off of mm-hmm. the person that it has no brain. Yeah. You know, for <laughs> exactly. a moment. You're just taking the burden off of that person. Mm. You're just, that's part of the gift. Yeah. That's part of the gift. You don't have to think. Because as you were saying earlier, you really are in trauma. Yeah. And a brain in trauma does not concentrate, does not mm-hmm. think clearly yes. at all. And making those small decisions suddenly are really hard. They're big. Yeah. They're big decisions. Yeah. This podcast, it is both easy and hard for me. Mm-hmm. The easy part is because so many people have ministered mm-hmm. to my family. Mm-hmm. That was the easy part. Mm-hmm. The hard part is that it would devastate me if somebody took it. Mm. the wrong way. Yeah. And that, you know, so many people have said, what can I do? Yes. And it's been misinterpreted. Yeah. It has not been misinterpreted. Absolutely. I'm learning from it. Yes. You're learning from it. And we want our listeners because we thought, how can we help people who are going through trauma? Because we're doing a series on trauma. Absolutely. So Carrie asked me to 
be honest uh-huh. about this. And so I am, but nothing has been misinterpreted. Yeah. And, and that's um, not, that's not what I'm hearing you say is, oh, it's so good. frustrating when people say, what do you need? Good, good. Because we've been through a difficult medical season as well. My son has yes, chronic have. cancer diagnosis. It's a very rare, weird it disease um, that he's going to have to live with forever. But we had about a year of our lives where we were not just in hospitals, but we were like going to Mayo clinic Mm -hmm. and they didn't know what was wrong with him. And, and all of these things where we were in that whole, our life has been flipped upside down. Yes. And it was the same thing. We were, I would get texts constantly from people saying, what do you need? You know, how can I help you right now? And I never once rolled my eyes at that text or got frustrated with that text. It was always a, wow, they love me. Right. That was always my response is, yes. wow, they love me. And that's the way I feel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Followed by, I don't know how to answer that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know? And so I think what we're doing is just saying out loud that second piece of, I don't know how to answer them. Mm-hmm. And so the whole like point of this is, how do we think differently when somebody we love is going through a difficult season? Mm-hmm. How do I remind myself of, okay, that's not the best question that I could ask. Any communication is welcome and good because it's a reminder that people love us. Mm-hmm. But is there a better way to phrase the mm-hmm. question or is there a better way to help? Yes. Yeah. Because, because you're exactly right. Uh, that's why I don't want it to be misinterpreted. Exactly. Because I did receive every text as... I love you. Exactly. And what an incredible thing to receive in that time. Yes. And I think that transitions us into the other thing that we wanted to talk about on this podcast is not just that practical, you know, don't ask, do, Mm -hmm. but let's, let's talk a little bit about words because there's a lot of words that have been spoken to you over the last month or so. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that you're holding on to those, you're clinging to them. You, you talked earlier about people texting you prayers. I think that's a beautiful example of, you know, words to say to someone. And we hear this a lot of, a lot of times when somebody's going through something hard, I don't know what to say. I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And so what are some things that people have said that just kind of stopped you in your tracks and went, Wow, I needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. You brought up the prayer. That has been beautiful. The simple text that I brought up also surprisingly yeah. has just nourished myself. Yeah, just the I, I love you. I love you. Yeah. And I am seriously praying yeah. for your mom, you, Steve, your yeah. family. And they may end with, and if there's anything I can do for you. Yeah. And that is, again, a sign of love. Yeah. And like you, Mm -hmm. I I may not know that, but it's still a great sign of love Mm. and it's, it nourishes my soul. There'll be a card in the mail and I've saved them. Mm. I've got a little pile of my own. Mother has received, I put it in a post, uh, give they, I give them my address, Uh attention, Mary Schembarger, and I read them to mother. It's great encouragement to her, but. There's a few just to me, mm. and I have saved them. Yeah, and they're very encouraging, mm-hmm. and that understanding has been very comforting mm. to me mm-hmm. to know that I'm not alone mm-hmm. in that. So empathy, yeah, 
meeting I'm here, you empathy, meeting you where you are, and just expressions of love. Expressions just those of love. simple I love yous. Yes. Really mean have a been lot. Very, very comforting. Yeah. Reminding me, of course, of God's strength. Yeah. Where I'm weak and just how much they love me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. My closest friends have stepped up to the plate mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. So we we talked earlier about how like my go-to is what do you need, mm-hmm. <laughs> which can be like unintentionally stressful to ask. But I feel like so many times I've often said the wrong thing when somebody's in crisis. Mm-hmm. And so just for a minute, let's let's have you move into your therapist's chair for a second and talk about like, what are some things that when people say them, they're not really helpful. They might be the most well-intentioned thing in the whole entire world, but it doesn't land really well at that time when the person is fresh in crisis, you know? And so like, for example, I'm thinking Brene Brown gives an awesome example when she's talking about empathy mm-hmm. um, of starting sentences with at least. Mm -hmm. Well, at least you have a job. At Mm -hmm. least your kids are healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. that that is kind of dismissive Mm -hmm. of the hard thing Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like, well, you know, at least everything's not bad. Mm -hmm. So what are some other things that maybe we should avoid Mm -hmm. um, saying when somebody is right in the middle of it? That's a good question. Again, Fortunately, I've not had that happen to me. Therapeutically, I am going to put on my therapist hat, mm-hmm. not dealing with my case, except I may use mother as an example. Okay. One would not want to say, after such a trauma, we really were devastated mm-hmm. and need to grieve that. Mm-hmm. So therapeutically... It is healthy for everyone to empathize, to meet us where we are, and to grieve with us. Yes. Right. You need a moment to feel the grief before you start to look for the silver lining. Therapeutically. Yes. We need the moment. Yeah. For a day and a half, I did nothing but cry. Absolutely. And I needed it. Yeah. And not words that were going to take you out of grief no yeah no or try to rush the grief process not to rush the grief yeah so i know that we will with god next step but to try to get out of that grief process Mm -hmm. too soon Mm. robs you Yes. Of something that you need mm-hmm. in that moment. Right. You know, the thought that's coming to my mind right now is scripture tells us to rejoice with those who are rejoicing and to weep with those who are weeping. Amen. And so you've said several times today, people meeting you where you are has been the sweetest thing to you. Been the sweetest thing. And the truth is, when there's a moment of weeping, mm-hmm. the best thing that we can do is to join in that. Amen. Not to try to move to a place of it's going to be okay. Right. Because most of us know it is going to be okay. Right. But for a minute, we just need to sit in the reality of this is hard. This is sad. That's right. And if we don't do that, Mm -hmm. then you and I get clients sitting on our couches Mm -hmm. who are 50, 60 years old going, I never grieved 
That's right. This thing that happened to me in my 20s and 30s. That's right. They yeah. start unloading a backpack. Mm-hmm. And they're here a long time. A long time. time. So a gift that we can offer someone mm-hmm. is to enter into grief with them mm-hmm. and not try to bring platitudes or silver linings or any of those things that's going to move them out of grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's helpful because in that whole, like, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just not saying anything is better Mm -hmm. To just show up and maybe offer a hug or a, hey, I'm here, Mm -hmm. is the best gift that Mm -hmm. we can give. Somebody texted me and just said, hey, I'm going to pull a Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and just say, I'm so glad. I'm going to jump in this hole with you. Mm -hmm. I'm just so glad you told me. Yeah. And just give you a hug. Yeah. And that's all the text was saying. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. That's all I need. I just need to know that you're here with me. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was really sweet. So again, understanding, meeting me where I am Mm. and love the scripture. Mm -hmm. Weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. That's a tender moment. Mm. That's true empathy. Absolutely. And I forgot to leave out one thing. Yeah. One person in particular, they just kept bringing me. I think they're on vacation, but I, I don't know if they're back or not. But they just kept bringing me an Onyx coffee <laughs> to the hospital. Yeah. It was the sweetest thing because, you know, that's my that's my go-to. Yes. And I think coffee is your love language. It is. It's my <laughs> love language. And they just kept bringing me one to the hospital. And they would just meet at the entrance and do whatever they needed to do get to get me an Onyx coffee that's at the amazing. hospital. Yeah. Isn't that the sweetest it thing? It really is. And that's just a, I'm on my way yeah. with Onyx. So, as long as you've got your coffee, you can keep yeah. going, right? So all people <laughs> need to do is get me my Onyx coffee or a gift card. So that was so special. Well, I've, I've loved this conversation because I think it's given some really practical insight as to how mm-hmm. we can walk with people who are going through a hard time. And it's reminded me more than anything else that we were not created to do life alone. We were not. It's others being the hands and feet Mm. of Jesus. Yes. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's how I feel now. Yeah. It's hands and feet of Jesus Mm -hmm. all around us. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing when we have the opportunity to show up for each other. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for sharing what you're learning in this process to mm-hmm. teach us how we can show up better for people. Mm-hmm. I, I have learned so much to give back. So thanks for hanging out with us today. We will see you guys next week with another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.